Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Exciting edition of Larcher and Lawrenson as we're live in multiple locations to serve you better on this beautiful Super Monday. Everybody is hungover, everybody is called into work, and everybody that's left is with us now. Clark, how are you, buddy? Okay. I don't know if any of this is on. Hello. And are we here? Hello. Did you hang up on me, Al? No, the whole thing crashed. I don't know what's going on. Oh, you, you're I don't on, even know. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if we're on right now. We're, we are on. I can hear you. I mean, if we're okay. connected, we're on. Well, there I you know. go. Well, the, you know, a rough start, but it's a, it's a start. We're, we're here. Well, I was just telling people on Facebook Live that you don't crap out on your host. I, I tried to call off, but, but that's just not something you do. So I'm here. I'm ready to roll. Ready to have a good show. I've got a bit of a headache, a little hungover myself, but uh, let's see what we can do. Clark, I'm probably sicker than you are, to be perfectly honest, but you know, know. I'll soldier through. I'll soldier through as well. And, I, uh, uh, I had to rush to the restroom earlier today a few, a few times, actually. We'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got sick from some guy from Schaumburg. Somebody from Schaumburg made me sick, and I'll oh. never forgive Schaumburg. That's not good. I'm sorry that happened. That's not that's not a good day. Never go back so to Schaumburg. 
no training. So I've been struggling. Yeah, yeah, no, forget Schaumburg. I've been strugg- I struggled through a Poppy concert, a Super Bowl, and now uh, now this program. But you know, it's all in good fun, and I'm uh, I'm happy to be here with you. And uh, yeah, I'm a little hungover too. Who's Poppy, and what was that like? Poppy is Poppy, and Poppy was great. You need to join the Church of Poppy, Clark. That's you, you mean, is, that, is that what the fans are called? Or are you members of the Church of Poppy? We're Poppy Seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are. yeah, yeah you they're are. called Poppy So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't the oldest person there, which is, which is a, a good thing. I thought there was a good chance I was going to be the oldest person. And I wasn't. No, there was, there was even a guy who was standing next to me. It looked like he worked construction. Oh, really? Does Poppy get a lot of uh, kids? Like, is it teenagers? College? Well, I don't understand. I, like, I, uh, her music is very dark. I mean, there's Masonic, there's there's uh, Illuminati, there's uh, uh, demonic overtones to it. And uh, and yet, it's an all-ages show, so there were babies. You could have brought the kids, Clark. I could have brought the kids. My God, that's my kind of thing. Do you know that there are bands uh, that play. Uh, there's a group that plays catered to children. Like uh, I, my neighbors went the other day to uh, it, it was the Grateful Dead show at like noon, and it's catered to people who have kids. So it's just like at the Grateful Dead one, there's a bunch of deadheads, you know, with their kids. Now, stupid. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great for us though. Like I, can't, it's hard for me to get out to a show at night. I mean, we're go heck. I, I don't know if I should tell tell the grandparents, but we're going to see Reba, you and I and our other friends and Lauren, and uh, that that's the night of Hazel's birthday. So we're oh like, my god! Uh oh. Yeah, how about it? We're going on Hazel's birthday to see a concert. We figure this is like the last year to get away with it. Like she doesn't know. We can celebrate her birthday the day before, the day after. Right. She she, like, I, I told you this last year. There's no reason to get gifts or anything. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, the gifts are still. Yeah, we will get get them get them gifts, but whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I I hope you enjoyed that show. It's a little something different for you. Yeah, it was good. It was, you know, she's got like a uh, kind of it's a metal pop mix, and uh, okay. I I mean I I like it. I, I what can you tell me? I'm uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued by the whole thing. So the whole thing is like she's uh she's all right, Poppy. Stop doing that. So, uh, are you trying to play music? I'm not yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, you shunt. You don't get music. So, um, <laughs> so she was like, this character Poppy was created as like this robot, but not a robot, like a, um, like a, like a member of a cult, like somebody who's really like, uh, you know, just like inundated in a cult, but she's been created by people who make pop music. So she's kind of like this robotic pop star and like there's, there's videos of her like like kids meeting her and, and, and freaking out and all kinds of stuff but in reality she's being controlled by this abusive boyfriend who who um, who's a producer but she gets rid of him and then all of a sudden she gets she turns metal and gets dark and it's it's good it was the whole thing's interesting i was intrigued by the character I was intrigued by the YouTube character, and then uh, the music uh, got me in the end. So, yeah, I enjoy Poppy. Everyone should check Poppy out. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That works out. 
that's really cool. Um, so you, uh, you only worked one one night this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I had Friday off. I was sick, so I wasn't going to go to Poppy. And uh, but I, you know, I had the night off. I'm like, all right, well, maybe this is just a sign. Maybe I should just stay home, order pizza. I'm an adult, so I could like eat dinner in bed because I could just change the sheets the next day. And uh, you know, I was going to do that, and then I was like, well, you know, I got these tickets. I really want to see the, the Poppy. I've been excited to see her, and uh, I should probably go. Uh, so. Uh, it started at 8. I got there like 8.30, 8.45, and then she came out about 9.15, and yeah, so it worked out. It worked out. All right, good. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, did you watch football last night? What did you do? Well, before I get to football, I mean, there was a, I had a choice. I could stay home and watch grown men eat dog food, or I could go see Poppy. So I went and saw Poppy. Anyways, what the hell? Bad. What happened Friday night? Oh, it's just embarrassing. It's one of those embarrassing to be a wrestling fan moments. You know, Monday Night Raw is so good. Friday Night SmackDown is so terrible. I don't understand. What's going on there, Bruce? I mean, Vince has to approve it, right? Like, what the hell's happening? It's all Vince. It's all Vince on on Friday. That seems like a total Vince, right? Like, I mean, Bruce Pritchard, who's brother love, is known as a yes man. Like he know, he says yes. Like that's what he he supports Vince. So when Vince brings him in to support. He's not bringing a gun into the office. Yeah, well, occasionally everybody has a, a moment. Um, it's amazing that they got over that, but that's amazing. But anyway, as you were saying. Yeah, it, it, it was bad. So yesterday, uh, yeah, I got uh, man, I got. Uh, I had a moment last night, I tell you. I got, I got drunk. Well, I got drunk, right? I got really drunk. and uh, But I was feeling okay. And then uh, uh, our friend Patrick was having a, a, a get-together down the street at his place. What? So I was going to go over there. Uh, but, it, but the game was over, you know, and I was already drunk. And, you know, and I definitely showed up. Like, everybody was gone but our friend Eric. So, uh-huh. and, and, you know, he, Patrick had the yawn, so I mean, I was getting the context clues, uh, and then uh-huh. Eric, Eric had some uh, some smoke. You know, you can say these things nowadays. It's uh, twenty twenty, and uh, you know his stuff. Uh, it's it's on a different level than what I, I usually uh, enjoy. You know, it's uh, it's pretty. You were unaware of the dosage that you were about to have. It's the elite, you know. Mixed with the fact it was alcohol. A lot of I was drunker than I've been in a long time, so I did that, and then you know I was like, all right, well it's it's time to go. So I'm walking out of there, and I'm like, man, I have to sit down, or I'm gonna pass out. And there's a lot of stairs, and I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm I just want to sit down. I just want to go in the stairwell and just sit down for a minute. But I'm leaving with Eric, so you know he's talking to me, he's talking to me, and I'm like, I I just I need to just. I need to be alone, and I need I need to breathe. So finally, I'm like I mustered enough words of it. I'm like Eric, here you go. Go ahead. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna sit on the stairwell and call an Uber. Mm-hmm. So he goes sitting on the stairwell and I'm uh, trying to do just that. I'm just trying to get my mind back, and it just keeps going. I'm feeling. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. So I, I end up laying down, and I don't want to be the guy passed out in the stairwell. You know, with my right. friends building. Right. Exactly. But so. 
So, well, it, you know, I lean up, I sit leaning up against the wall. Next thing you know, I'm just laying there. And I'm laying there, and I'm starting to feel a little better. Like I feel the color coming back to my face. So I'm like, all right, I should be okay. Let me, you know, give me like 10 more minutes. But then I think I hear somebody, like a door open upstairs. I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like, all right, I got enough energy to go and walk. So I start walking, and I open the door to outside, and, and Eric is standing there. And uh, he's like, oh, I forgot my keys. Oh, blah, blah. He runs out. I don't know what the hell's going on. So now... Now I'm outside, and I'm, like, standing outside, and I'm like, oh, I can't. i got to sit down. So I sit down. I call an Uber. And I'm like, man, I'm going to throw up in this Uber, but, you know, let's see. I call an Uber, and then uh, uh, it comes. Everything was fine. I got, I got home just fine, but I had a moment where I was, I was incapacitated for probably – it probably wasn't that long. The guy was still outside waiting to get back in. You know, in my well, mind, it was two minutes, but it was probably like five. You getting this? You getting pretty drunk? Like maybe not quite this level, but you getting pretty drunk is like what a once a quarter thing. Once you know, you don't tend to do it that often. So when it yeah, happens I, like this, like this is this is an epic story. I, I I work in a bar, so I drink every night. But I, I you're right, I'm not a guy who gets drunk. You have a couple. Drinks. You know, I'll have a couple yeah, I'll have a couple drinks. Wine with dinner. A shot because somebody bought you a shot because they want to sing their song or something, you know. I might have like a six pack of uh, uh, white claws on the weekend, you know, just uh, play video games all day. But it, it's over the course of a day, sitting at home, and you know. But uh, but no, I don't I don't go out and pound whiskeys, and I did that, and yeah, and then and then the weed, and I, I tell you, I just I got messed up. What can I say? Did you go to that that spot in Logan Square? That is that where you were? I did. Went to the well. There's a Wonderful guy named Casey Graham. He's a, he's a general manager there. Uh, very hospitable. Uh, lovely gentleman. I highly recommend the place. Good. Yeah, Casey was working. Yeah, yeah, Casey was there. Uh, so what you're telling yeah, me you're doing, so everybody got together except for me. So are you guys, what are you guys doing? Writing a show? I see you, you the Comedy Accident Facebook page has been leaving some cryptic messages out there. Are you guys... What are you doing? You're rehearsing? What's going on here? This is our group yeah. comedy accident. Many, many of you may not know that we are part of a group called Comedy Accident. We haven't had a show in a few years, but we're, we're, we do comedy. Well, James uh, James hit me up someday, so I don't know how to clean it up. Of course uh, he did. No, I, I, I had, nobody in Comedy Accident was at my, the Super Bowl party. I mean, it was... Did you see you everybody? Know. You did. You saw all of them. Unreal. I, I guess I did. Uh, I, I invited Patrick to my place, at least with you. Well, I reached out to you because you didn't get back to me to tell me that you had other plans. But I, you know, I, I, uh, I think I seen you on the show like two weeks ago when the plans were made. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure by last week. I don't think you sent the email out until this week. Is that correct? Yeah, I sent it out Monday. A little late. And I believe. We on the on Sunday on the show uh, Monday. I already told you I had something going on. Oh, you did. I yeah. did. So that's fine. I'm not really pissed. I'm just messing with you. Sorry, Andrew just hit me up saying no, no video feed. You know, apparently he forgot how to how to use the internet. But we're on, and we're there on Facebook Live. I can see it. Andrew would like Poppy. Andrew, go listen to some Poppy. In a new album, I disagree. Apparently, um, the uh, the halftime show was too racy, too too much. 
for a lot of uh, a lot of people out there not happy with children being able to see that halftime show. What? Last night? Right. I know. Well, first of all, what time was it? Like nine o'clock? No, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Get your kids to bed, damn it! If you don't want them to see it. No, I, I'll tell you something. A forty-three-year-old woman and a fifty-year-old woman looked looked very gorgeous and in great shape. They're amazing. Just amazing. That's what I took. Clark. Clark, if I was a professional dancer, I'd look that way, too. Would you? Yeah. Remember the Chris Farley Chippendales one? Everybody knows that one. No. Can you explain it? It's a, they're Chippendales dancers. And he uh-huh. dances with Patrick Swayze. Remember? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You remember the Chris Farley show? Chris he, Farley he, show? He was a scared interviewer. Like, he interviewed Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. You know, you remember that I, one? I do. Okay, all right. You remember that Is one time you were in the Beatles? What's that? You remember the one time you were in the Beatles? That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. You said the love you make is equal to the love you take. Is that true? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was there. So uh, you enjoyed the whale? What did you think of the game for a football game? It was good. I mean, everything went the way the 49ers needed it to go to win that game. And at the end of the day, the better team won. I mean, it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. <clears throat> I think I, I think uh, <clears throat> San Francisco probably kept it closer than I thought. And then uh, by the end, uh, you know, KC did what KC does. And, they, I mean, they're good. What, do you, what, I mean, what can you say? Yeah. Andy Reid. You know, I, I, I like seeing Andy Reid win. Right there. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad he was there. Go ahead. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I like Andy Reid. He's, he's a fun guy. And so they asked him, uh, they're like, hey, did you get any sleep last night? Uh, did you have the trophy? And he goes, well, uh, I didn't get any sleep last night. I didn't sleep with the trophy. Well, I, I slept with my trophy wife. <laughs> he didn't say that, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. He's got the, he's got the lines, man. Uh, I think last night, didn't he tell people he was going to go have two cheeseburgers and a Coke? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm going to get two cheeseburgers and a Coke, man. Yeah. I like him. Was it a good good crew that you watched the game with? You enjoyed your time there? He looks like, and Andy Reid, like, I, if you told me he was the lead singer of the Grateful, Dan, uh, Grateful Dead band that's playing for the kids, I would believe you. Yeah, maybe he is. He, he could be. Like every, he's the common man, you know. He's very much like Dusty. Yeah, he is. He's the Dusty Rhodes of culture. There it is. Absolutely. Um, man, I don't know. It good football game. It was fun. It was exciting. Oh. Uh, the Forty ers seem to have their uh, have it for a little bit there. Uh, Garoppolo didn't. Uh, there wasn't really much impressive about him. Like he didn't, he had a chance to take it over to, they had a chance to put it away, but the chiefs just kept coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garoppolo wasn't, wasn't going to get it done though. You know, I mean, like you know this, everybody knew this. It's yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I didn't know it. I don't, I don't know. I, John Branch says, uh, uh, halftime show was average. Prince 2007 is still the best. That's okay. right. Can't argue with that. I mean, Prince was awesome. Like yeah, I'm with him there. Uh, 
Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't know. This uh this show was fine. It it was I know a lot I know some people liked it a lot, so who knows? Um great game. They aren't always good when you watch a Super Bowl. Uh it's not always the the best thing out there. Uh I feel like that's uh I feel like that's over. That's over. Like I, I, I don't think that's true. I think the last, like, when was the last bad Super Bowl? Uh, last year, what was it? Like thirteen to three. Just kind of lame duck. Yeah. Yeah, not much to it. <laughs> Man, well, like, well, I don't know. I, I guess I, it's the difference between people who like football and people who are just casual football fans like yourself. Oh, I like football. Don't get me wrong. But for the casual fan, I'm saying like it, like like you said there, it's it's not for uh, it, those games aren't for everybody when they're like that. I enjoy them much like I enjoy like a nice pitcher's duel in baseball. You know. Okay, get, get it warmed up, buddy, because now it's it's the spring training is upon us. Dude, I'll be sitting in the grass down there uh, in about one month. About about one month from today, pretty much uh, watching watching some baseball down in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, good. Did I did I tell you I'm going to spring training? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I apologize to you. I I've already said I'm sorry. Oh well, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Baseball's right around the corner. The Cubs could look completely different. We'll yeah, see what terrible. happens. They're going to trade them or not? I don't know. Yeah, bad. We'll see. That's getting crazy. Um, are you excited that the uh, the Sox are the, the talk of the town? Are they the team that uh, they're going to be getting it done? They're the team that has uh, probably a better chance at a World Series than those losers known as the Chicago I'll Cubs? You, I'll tell you something, man. In all honesty, the, the White Sox should be fun to watch this year. Um, the Cubs could be. You don't know for sure what's up with them. It doesn't. I don't have much. Oh, I know. About it, but you just don't know. The White Sox, man, that's that's the team with the most optimism in town, Al. Yeah. Like, so far. I mean, uh, the Bears, I don't think there's much optimism there right now. Uh, The Blackhawks and the Bulls, come on. The Bulls are laughable. They're hosting the All-Star game here in a couple of weeks, and the uh, the team is fucking laughable. Thank goodness Zach Levine didn't make the All-Star team. That would have been the biggest sham. You know, sometimes they try to get a player from the hometown team on there. Nobody's worthy of it. Don't put him there. I was just talking to some guys that with those bulls. Sorry, I'm going off on these bulls for a minute here. I get I, I have to remind myself that I really like John Paxson, the basketball player. The exec, I mean, I just don't get it. I don't see it. They they aren't doing the right things. And quite frankly, it's offensive. It's offensive. Quite frankly. Yeah. What's that? It what is. That? It is offensive. Was that an impression? Uh, yeah, well, Jim Ross is quite frankly every other word. Quite frankly, oh, maybe that's why I said it. I just listened to it. Yeah, you. If you did, that's exactly where you got it from. Quite frankly, man. Quite he, frankly, that's probably our, true. Our guy, our guy Andrew gets it right. Sometimes he's just a little too old, creepy uncle on that show. Just yeah. like a bit much for my taste. Well, yeah, Andrew, it's a very, it's a very sensitive subject. I, I don't, I don't want to step on any toes here, but. You know, Andrew's got it right with the Arn Anderson Boar show. Oh, you guys, man. You guys just tear him up and down. I like it. You get so sensitive about that show. 
I left the group over it. Yeah, <laughs> I you did. I shut the door. You know, like an hour later, I texted Andrew, like, can you invite me back? <laughs> oh, I was pissed on that one. I wasn't inviting you back on that one. You texted no, me like that. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm I'm not texting you about it, pal. Uh, the perfectly yeah, time so leaving the group is fun. It's That's like dropping the mic and, like, shutting the door. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, we, we got this little wrestling chat. It's me. It's me, Clark, and uh, his buddy Andrew. I'm my buddy Andrew, really. And uh, we, I grew we, up with him, pal. I, we, I've known him since before kindergarten. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then now he's my friend. Um, so you cultivated it. You cultivated a relationship. So. There's this Arn Anderson podcast. Now, Arn Anderson, this guy, was one of the, he was the founding member of the greatest stable in wrestling history, the Four Horsemen, with Ric Flair. He was a behind-the-scenes road agent for the WWE for, like, the last 15 years. Right there, behind the scenes, knows everything going on. This guy gets a podcast, and everyone's excited because, my God, Arn Anderson, the enforcer. He's going to give us some stories, some fresh stories. This guy gets on this podcast, this mic turns on, and all you get are crickets. And him sniffling it. He's getting better. He's getting a little more comfortable. Yeah. Who was the, who was the best uh, jobber or uh, carpenter back in your day? And who was the worst? Well, I'm not going to tell you who the worst was. Uh, all I'm going to tell you is, you got to work hard. Carpenters need to work hard. That's what I look for. Hard working. He's an honest man, and he's a nice man. Sometimes, that's nice. sometimes that's nice to listen to. He's honest. He's nice. Now, I promise he won't. He's too nice, and he won't. He won't throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, and he won't tell. He won't tell. He won't tell negative stories. Unless it's Vince McMahon, then he's uh, oh, then he lights up like a uh, freaking Christmas tree. Yeah, you can tell he doesn't really. He's not really much of a huge fan of uh, of Vince, is he? I, I know he's not a fan of the process there, but he's a hardworking dude. He said you do you do your damn job, and he he did his damn job. What do you think of now, him as a coach? A coach? Oh, it's Arnold, terrible. Cody's coach. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> It's bad. I, like, let Arn Anderson be Arn Anderson. That's not Arn Anderson. It, it's just, it, it's weird. He's out there. He looks like Andy Reid. They keep calling him Mike Ditka. He, he's sitting there covering his mouth, yelling things uh, with paper over it like he's a football coach. It's just, uh, it's not working for me, man. Yeah, but Arn Anderson, uh, I mean, what was he? He, he, he was more, it was more about him in the ring, right? It, yeah, he was, was a he was a he was a badass, and like, yeah. and the, the guy could cut a promo, but so could Cody. Like, you're not helping the guy. I mean, I I obviously see what's going on here. They're using Arn Anderson so somebody could beat down Arn Anderson, and then Cody's going to be able to get a shot at the world title. That, uh, mark my words, that's all this is. That's how he's going to be able to get a shot at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's really. It's going to be somebody's most likely. Um, I don't know. Whenever it's time for Cody to get that world title, the world champion is going to somehow destroy Arn Anderson, and that's going to become personal. And the fans are going to be like, "You got to let Cody go after the title. You got to," and it's going to happen. Okay, I like that. I'm fine with that. 
Uh, they got to get through Pam. the MJF thing. I'm interested in seeing uh, Wednesday night. Uh, he's taking 10 lashes with a belt from uh, the heel MJF, who I think is a phenomenal heel. Uh, I'm interested to see how that gets pulled off on television here in 2020. Yeah. Me too. Are you? I am. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes on. I, you know what? I like AEW. I, I'm enjoying the show. I think tonight is the best night. I think Monday Night Raw has been really exceptional. Um, I think AEW has been really good. Uh, NXT is really good, but it's kind of in like a transition phase where I'm just like, I don't know. I, I think all this stuff in the UK kind of watered it down, and uh, I'm excited for them going into their next uh, pay-per-view. But right now they're kind of uh, second, second to AEW. And then SmackDown is just shit. Yeah, NXT is really hot. They the got show that's shit. on Fox. The, their show yeah. that's on Fox is the one that's shit. That's amazing to me that they're uh, that they're doing that. Uh, Wednesday night wrestling, I mean, overall has to be the best night of wrestling, right? Like, I get what you're saying with Raw being really awesome right now, um, but I mean, Wednesday you have both AEW and NXT going. Like, it's just a yeah, it's, it's a four great... hours. It's four. It's too much. Like uh, Raw. I mean, we can play about Raw being three hours. You know, now you got four hours, and yeah, they're two different brands, but it's still four hours of wrestling. I find myself like, I'm probably gonna end up start watching one of the shows on Thursday. I haven't seen a lot of spoilers, especially for NXT. Or if I could just hold off, maybe watch one show and then one show. It's just, it's just so much wrestling that yeah, even though it's good. I still uh, Monday right now is my my favorite. Like, what I'm look, what I look forward to most about, for wrestling is Monday night. Uh, Wednesday I do enjoy. It is a good night for wrestling, no doubt. I, I mean, you got you're making a good case. Um, yeah, but right now it's, yeah. it's still just Monday for me. Well, uh, I feel like back in the day, the way that I watched Monday Night Wars with WCW and WWE was, I brought a splitter down and, and we I brought another TV in the room. Like that's how we watched that back in the day and just watched them both at the same time. So you're not really watching four hours. You know what I mean? Like I'm watching them both at the same time. However, in my older age, when I watch wrestling, I like to take in the full thing more. You know what I mean? Like I like to not be distracted. And not, not, not to be Dr. Larcher here, uh, but you know, it's just to analyze this a little bit. Would you say now as an adult, you have uh, problems focusing? Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself needing to do like two things at once? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't a good. Maybe the Monday Night Wars broke you. Maybe you're shell shocked from that war. Yeah, maybe it is. Who knows? I don't know. You were, sitting there, you were a kid, or you were running two TVs at the same time to watch uh, one program. I mean, yeah. I flipped two. I flipped two, but I was mainly I focused on Raw. Yeah, I when your hero when your hero goes to another federation and at the time Hulk Hogan was that, of course, uh, you're gonna you're gonna head over that way, especially when when they turned him heel, man. They WCW messed up a lot. Obviously they they went bankrupt or well, whatever it was. But uh but the the heel turn of Hulk Hogan was the perfect timing for that. Uh, obviously, the NWO coming in with the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, the way they did that and made it seem real was just, uh, it was phenomenal. Even though, you know, the sheets, you know, would tell you that it wasn't real, but it was just great. And and, and I think 
I don't know. Hulk Hogan is a heel. That's why I enjoyed WCW. Yeah, it was, it was good for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks. And then, then Stone Cold happened, and uh, wrestling oh it blew up. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, we were talking, we might as well talk about some football uh, starting this week. Yeah, uh, Pam, uh, Pam over on the chat, uh, Pam Heater, she asked the big question that everybody's been asking. It's been a popular topic. Is, are we excited to see XFL and what they're going to offer? And my you, answer is yes. You're, you're saying that sarcastically, though, right? Because it really no. hasn't been out there that it's happening. Am I, am I wrong? Um, I will say it's everybody I know who knows wrestling or is a football fan is aware of both. So uh, the awareness is out there. I, I, you know, and I, I have seen some advertising and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm focused with Twitter on a very specific group. You know, I, I follow a lot of fantasy football and all that. So it's been, t- it's been being talked about for the last couple of weeks. So I, I've seen a lot of it now. My perception is from my world, you know. One of the things in 2020, really in society now, whether it's your politics, whether it's your music, whether it's your social circle, wherever you're going for your information, it's probably catered very much towards you. So you're going to see what you want to see. If right. you're a casual football fan, there probably has you probably hasn't been seen a lot of XFL stuff. And, uh, yeah, that might be a mistake. I think they kind of want to see what they're what they're going to put out there before they go all out and say, "Hey, you need to watch this." Oh, I got. They want to make sure it's working, you know. One of the big issues with the first time they did it was the talent pool just it wasn't there. Um, But I mean, they got they got the TV contracts. They're on ABC and Fox and ESPN. Like we're going to see them in in places, and people who want to watch football are going to tune in. Uh, I'm interested in some of their. Some of their rules, you know, uh, they kick off, of right. course, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, Saturday, Seattle at uh, D.C. And uh, it, uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern, there's another game both days, 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. OK, let's see what they got. I mean, look, if they got a 10. All right. Here's what I mean. DraftKings is involved. That, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. They have a 41,000 person contest. Uh, featuring $350,000 in prizes, $10 buy-in. First prize is going to be $100,000. So, you know, second prize, 30, third prize, 10. So, I mean, they're, they're going out there. They're, they're, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some gambling. So, people, that's a huge uh, first step. Let's see here. I just want to enter a contest. No, I it's hard to- for DraftKings to do because people want to keep – playing fantasy football so you know this the fantasy season's over for the nfl so it's kind of tough my showdown team was shit last night by the way i hate showdowns i really hate showdowns Dude, i hate them. i i, I mustard was my captain i didn't know where to go and that was obviously the wrong choice well i was going to give you a little primer but i i got i got running eight 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 out of ten uh captains are wide receivers uh I'm sorry, 7 to 10 are wide receivers, 2 are – this uh, this is the last 10 games of showdowns. Uh, Two of them were running backs. One of them was a quarterback. Uh, 
And over the course of the year, that, that's pretty much the percentile. Uh, defense won like once or twice during the year. Uh, I think a tight end won once. But you usually want to go wide receiver. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's too concentrated. If you're going to win a mass tournament that size, you're going you're gonna to need the – like my best team had uh, the fullback as captain. And uh, he got that touchdown, and he almost had that second touchdown. Man, I was excited. Ah, shit. Uh, yeah. Like, that was the play. That was the contrarian play that probably – that made the most sense. And uh, uh, I was on it, but it, it wasn't enough. I mean, I won most of my money back. I took, like, a $30 loss on $130. So, okay. uh, you know. That's not bad. I, I played about my with my averages. Right? You know, you take a little bit of a loss, but not too, not too bad. We oh, uh we we did squares uh here and uh I won the second and third quarters because the score didn't change um so I I got the whole fam- the whole family we got our money back we uh we profited nice. uh yeah we profited ten because we did ten dollar buy in so I'll take it um it's so, so funny looking at the pricing of uh, uh oh this is showdown these are showdowns aren't they. I'm trying. I'm just looking at DraftKings pricing for uh, the XFL. Oh, and, and they uh, are all showdowns. I, yeah, I read that they were going all showdowns, but then I read somebody's like, "Oh, it's my Christmas because I came home today, and now they they've announced that they're doing uh, regular games as well." Oh, they are. They are. Here's the regular one. They're three dollar twenty k. There. Okay. Um. Let's see. There's. XFL. Oh, it, and then it's all four games from the weekend. That's cool. The three dollar is a twenty k. I might try to play some. Your your uh, uh, fantasy labs are they are they on it? Not yet. No. Okay. No. So I have no model, and it, it, the model is important. You know, the model helps kind of build the teams, and and they build it in kind of the the direction I want it to go. Where I focus more on. Slot receivers is kind of my long shots, and you know it. it I've worked to get a, a certain uh, style to it that that I like, but the model's not important. Is the fact that it's just with fantasy labs. That's why I check all the boxes, and I have my own little coding. You know, like a certain player, I might put like a certain number next to, and I know what that means of how much percentage I want for that guy, and. Uh, so I'm not going to have that. So everything's going to have to, I'm going to have to go back to pen and paper. And, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. And then the, the place where I get my, most of my information is offering a package. And I paid for the year package for the NFL. Well, now they want another hundred dollars for the XFL. And oh, I don't know yeah. if I want to, I don't know if I want to spend another hundred dollars on, uh, on this, especially if I have to do everything by hand. Cause I'm not going to do 150 teams by hand. Right, you should do no, an email. You should. There's no way. Like, be like, hey, I paid for the year. I paid for the year. What's going on here? To yeah, the I, you're good with those emails. They delivered what they said they were. I mean, they they have every right to to upcharge on the uh, XFL, and I have every right not to 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 buy into it. Uh, but if I, I if like, I'm gonna gamble, yeah. My thing is, like, I feel like there's an... Like, look, there's a game here for $500, three-person contest, winner take all, you know. So you, you put in five, you're going you're gonna to walk out with $1,000. Uh, 
how good is the guy playing? Is I mean, because uh, like if it's if I'm playing some lawyer who just has the five hundred bucks, and and they're gonna go, okay, let's let's just do this. You know, I'm just gonna kind of guess. You yeah. know, how many people are guessing? Like no one really knows what's gonna happen. So there, there might be an advantage if I pay for this hundred dollar service to really have an edge. And that's what you look for in gambling. And the best the best places to attack in gambling is when a new game happens because everyone hasn't figured it out yet. You know, like the showdowns are good for a while when no one knew how to play them. And now, now everyone knows how to play them and everyone kind of ends up with the same teams and yeah. it's not good. It's so I feel weird. like I, I can have a better advantage in XFL. I really do. Uh, it's early. Good. Good luck with this. It's just so weird to go and look at player pricing. Uh, and not know anybody. Right. Oh, right. Coach, I recognize him, wide receiver. Um, and, and like a couple of the quarterbacks, I recognize a name, but I, I never watch any of these guys' plays. It's just, it's weird. Okay, this double up that I'm in, uh, it's a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, and two, two flex. Spots. Yeah. All like I, yeah. Yeah. Holy so they don't do the tight end, they do the two flex. Giving you a, a little more of an option. I was wondering if maybe uh, see players are going to score a little bit different, especially if they go for that three point option. You know, from ten, I feel like that's only going to be used the extra point going for three. Uh, that's only going to be used if a team's down by like two or down by three, right? More than likely because it's from the ten yard line. Have you heard that? Do you remember that as as one of the new rules? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't. There are so the, so far the most expensive player. Let's see, I got ten thousand seven hundred on the quarterback from L.A. Yeah, let's see if anybody's yeah. more expensive. He's running. There's a wide receiver for ten thousand four. Yeah, Rashid Ross. Uh, and then the defense. Okay, so I mean, like, here's the profile from DraftKings on the quarterback. He's ten thousand seven hundred from the Los Angeles Wildcats. Analysis. Johnson is a 33-year-old NFL journeyman. He played eight seasons and threw for 1,000 yards, uh, 16-32, and eight touchdowns in his career. His experience should bode well for his chances with the Wildcats. That's the most expensive quarterback on the board. Wow. And that's so a 33-year-old weird. NFL journeyman. So, yeah, it's like, we, I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at. Like, he, he may throw for 400 yards, and that might be basic, I mean, we know from the NFL the guy who costs the most at quarterbacks generally not the best play. So, Cardale you know. Jones, he he played at Ohio State. He was a winner there. As much as I dislike the Ohio State University for for their football program, but uh, he might be the guy. He's a little bit cheaper. No, he's still over ten grand. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's the guy. We'll see. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Brandon Silvers of the Seattle Dragons at eight grand. Silvers performed reasonably well during his stint in the now-defunct AAF, completing 64% of his 125 passes for 799 yards, four touchdowns, two interception ratio. He was able to hold off B.J. Daniels during uh, training camp. And uh, Jim Zorn's indicated that he's been more effective throwing the ball. So, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, he's a starter. Brandon Silvers. 
These, it's right. kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's like playing a video game, uh, fantasy football game, where you just got to kind of read the profiles and uh, take your best stab. Until we get like more data. You should, you should be better at this than NBA, I would think. Right. Right. I agree with that. Like, instead, of, instead of trying to blindly play the NFL, NBA, which was my, uh, which my goal, I am definitely probably should just stick with the – XFL, but if I'm sticking with the XFL, then I really need to buy into that package, and then I need to figure out how I start uh, building teams. It's uh, back to a dry erase board, which is fine. I mean, I have everything in place here. I got, you know what I like to do is, you know those things you sh- you, you slide sheets of paper into? Folders? In, in the three-ring bli- three binders, you know, you get like those uh, plastic clear sheets. sheets. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get a I get a book full of those. Instead of putting any paper in them, I just use them with uh, dry erase uh, pens. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that works. Like a, I could and erase, and I, I could go page by page, and uh, yeah, it, it works for me. And then if something's really good, or if I want to put a, like an an outline or like a, you know like a roster thing, I can make a roster sheet, slide it in, and then I can fill in the blanks within there. So I'm a big dry erase fan. You know, I always have been, always will be. Okay, that's cool. I'm down with that. I'm in. Yeah, th- this will be fun. Uh, I'll uh, I'll play a little bit. I still I have a a small um, amount left in my account. I le- I made sure to leave some in there so I could play uh, a little bit. And uh, I'll do that. I'll play some uh, some XFL daily fantasy football. Let's roll. Let's cool. Roll. Well- Maybe week one we could. Uh, maybe week two. Maybe week. Or maybe week one. If we get around to it, week one or week two, we'll do a head to head. Okay. You know, uh, we, should, get, we should invite the crew and be like, well, who else? Go to DK Rainmakers and invite the the regular crew just to see if anybody's interested. I bet. I bet a couple guys would be. Yeah, because they're degenerates. They can't help themselves. But that's we all are. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you catch that uh, Super Bowl concession prices had fans paying $28 for a sandwich, $15 for a soda? That is amazing. Wow. That is amazing. And people paid it. You know they paid it. They're at the Super Bowl. How much did they pay for their ticket to get there? Yeah. That is like a $5 milkshake. Yeah, that's insane. I think there I paid is. $18 for uh, Jack and Coke at the Poppy concert, so... I bet you did. Double. Yeah, double. It's probably a double. Yep. It was double, yeah, for sure. Ah, prices. Boy, what is it these days? Everything's expensive. Prices. Uh, WWE stock uh, took a bit of a a dive with the uh, announcement they that they had fired two presidents who I'd never heard of. I didn't know they were presidents of the company. Oh, um, really? Show us how much you know. Is it? Is this a serious concern? Yes. Or is it? it it's like it, WWE is not going out of business tomorrow. Right. Uh, but they were. Uh, I just looked. They didn't really. They didn't really. They didn't. Re, they didn't recover today either. No. I was hoping they they a little bit of, more of an update. Yeah. So yeah it hasn't. Uh, so George Barrios. I mean, if you listen to any podcast or any. 
thing on uh, uh, the business side of wrestling. I mean, that, uh, he's he's the major name. He's he's the guy in the boardroom. Okay. And okay. Uh, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. I mean, they'd been they they were the adults in the corporate room who Wall Street trusted. They were they were they were the people who you know you have these goofy uh, circus people running around uh, putting wrestling matches on. These were the guys in the suits and ties, the real the real corporate guys going. Ah, right. here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're making money. And right. uh, they've been with the company for for about a decade now. And uh, <clears throat> the fact that they both left at the exact same time, right in a position where WWE didn't have they didn't have plans. Like they weren't moving forward. They didn't have the president lined up and like, all right, guys, you know. You could resign, or you can work for this guy. It was uh, they quit. Now WWE's got the you know the guy who's like fifth in charge, the uh, the Secretary of Agriculture is the president suddenly, and uh, and they're scrambling to find a new uh, uh, chief uh, financial officer, and uh, you know uh, co-presidents and the now chief revenue. You get a couple shares in WWE. They're at their lowest level in two years. If you expect there to be a rebound here, maybe maybe now is the time to get it. Uh, well, I, 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 you know, when I'm reading these fantasy philosophy books, uh, they they take a lot from Wall Street, and uh, I forget who the quote was, but it was some famous investor, and it's you know whenever when people are running away from money, you run to money, yeah. and when everyone's running to, you run away from. So you know, right now everyone's running away from it. Now is the time to run to it. And uh, you're right. I mean, if you believe WWE could rebound, um, there's potential there. Now, I'm not a professional stockbroker by any means. I'm, no. uh, I, I, I have a, a one-bedroom place in an attic in Chicago. Like I, it not, my car is 10 years old, so don't take financial advice from me. But what I'm saying is this isn't a bad time to do it if you believe they're going to recover. Now, the problem is – and Smart Money has been saying this for years, and that's why I've never like took money and bought into WWE, which you think I would have, being a wrestling fan, is because they they WWE has been living under this bubble where these guys, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, uh, they've been able to kind of bullshit Wall Street into into just looking at certain numbers, certain aspects of their revenue, and saying, look mm-hmm. at how good we're doing. When in reality, the overall product, and if you're a wrestling fan, you understand this, the ratings have been down. The core yep. of what wrestling is isn't there. And now you have uh, outside challengers with the uh, AEW, with New Japan. And suddenly, you know, some of the stuff is going to get exposed. They can only say, you know, like they would brag about memberships. You know, all oh, the uh, the uh, network subscription rate is going high. What they would fail to mention is they were giving away a month free. And then a lot of those that were getting the month free were canceling a month after, but it showed in the re- re- in the reports that people were signing up. So there were a lot of little tricks being played, little slights of hand. Uh, and, and now I, I believe it's been exposed. And if I'm not mistaken, Thursday there's some numbers coming out. And you gotta you gotta think there's gonna be some really bad news there that there's already a fall guy that maybe WWE wanted to just get the get the let everything drop now and then when people look at the numbers they're gonna go okay this is bad um, 
and maybe not drop from there, but start going, okay, maybe they'll start finding the positives and the negatives just looking to the, Jesus, everyone bail now. So maybe yeah. maybe they're looking for uh, uh, staggering of, of the crash. But I don't know, man. I don't see I don't see how they recover financially. Again, that doesn't mean that WWE is going out of business or anything. I'm just saying, I I don't know how the, like the stock is going to be a valued stock going forward. Um, you already have your TV contract money. You have your Saudi Arabia money, which is controversial. Um, right. You have um, you know talent wanting more money. You have you have uh, you're growing brands, so you have more talent. And they're demanding more, especially with competition offering more. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know where their next stream of revenue is. It, it seems like they've peaked at the network. Like there hasn't been any, much growth in the network in, in realistically like two years. So they may be capped out at where the possible dollars are. So you know, you could still be a successful company, but at a certain point, you you hit a you hit you hit a ceiling, and they've hit a ceiling. Right. And uh, uh, they might be falling down a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know what this means going hey, forward. You know, this is, yeah. You may not be great, uh, as you mentioned. You don't. You don't know if, what your qualifications are to be speaking on this subject. But to me, Al, what you're saying, what you're spitting out, sounds smart to me. I I, I, I take some of your advice. You're welcome. Yeah, my advice would be don't don't run to it, but be very cautious. Okay. You know, there's strategy in running to bad. Like in fantasy football, when everybody's not playing uh, Sammy Watkins because Sammy Watkins is a bad football player, um, and he's failed you every time he's been a great matchup. And then you know, last week he puts up 40 fantasy points. The people who went and bought there weren't dumb. His price had fallen, and uh, he was in a decent matchup. And if he was going to do anything. It was at that point, and uh, they were smart to play that Sammy Watkins play. And, I mean, that, that's, that's what this is. It's, you know, uh, but there's also bad plays in fantasy football where a guy's price uh, tumbles because he's bad. The coaching staff has lost confidence in him, and he's not getting any targets. Now, Sammy Watkins is still getting targets. If a player's not getting the targets, then you, you, you want to avoid him even if his price has dropped. And that's kind of what WWE is. I think they're in that bad category where – the price has dropped, but they're also not getting the targets now. So yeah. um, I, I would put kind of an avoid a tag on them. But, yeah, I, it's going to be very interesting to watch. I mean, this is real-world stuff. You know, I mean, there's even a question, is, is Vince McMahon not competent anymore? And, and maybe these guys saw that, and they're like, you know, at the end of the day, every decision is his. And if they're like, no, you have to do this for this company to survive. You need to go in this right. direction. You need to go in this direction. And he's like, no, we're going in that direction. And they're like, you know, he's crazy. We can't do this anymore. We're gonna, it's all going to fall on us. We're out of here. Maybe that happened. I don't know. Well, this, is gonna be this says that they got booted. The article says they were fired. That's what I was seeing it being reported as. Uh, yeah, I see their departure. Okay. I think it was a mutual thing. Um, I heard they left over uh, disagreements with, uh, with, with management. Okay. And uh, WWE's on in a management transition. So uh, I, I don't think the word fired is appropriate, but it, it wasn't a simple breakup. Okay. It, wasn't a friendly, it wasn't a friendly breakup. And it sounds like they left WWE more than WWE left them, but okay. I, it was because they, they had a difference of opinion. So, so both okay. sides wanted out. 
is kind of, yeah. I guess, what I'm saying. It'll um, be interesting to see those numbers. There's something that, uh, you know, it's been floated around for a long time, and that's WWE wants to sell the company and, you know, sell it to Disney or, uh, or, or you know, Warner Brothers or a big uh, mega corporation like that. And uh, I used to not think that was ever going to happen, and uh, it's starting to become more realistic. Okay. You know, your, your WWE Network might be Disney Plus in the future. Could be. I, I think Disney Plus might be having uh, a little bit more trouble than they expected. Um, I know their numbers have come out strong to start, but a lot of the – I think they expected a lot of uh, adults without children to, to get get it and keep it. And from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are – like the Star Wars crew is watching The Mandalorian and then getting out. Um Especially, you know, if they've seen all the Marvel movies or maybe they don't care too much to watch it. I think since we have Disney Plus, I'll watch the Marvel movies. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing there. Kids will want it forever. It's, that, that network's going to do fine. But, yeah, we'll see. And this has been your Disney Plus Minute. You know, I am a better man today because I grew up without cable in my household. I think maybe you should not have your kids have the Disney Plus. And, you know, let them be the ones who have to find other uh, genres and other forms of creativity to well, move when forward. You share, when you share it with the neighbors, it's so ridiculously cheap that you just have to. Yeah, that's not going to last forever, though. Why do you, uh, like, I, I'm reading the New York Post article about the ouster of the two presidents of the WWE. Why, why do they, they have to do this? WWE shares plunged off the top rope Friday after head on show Vince McMahon booted, booted two long-time <laughs> execs. Because <laughs> the guy, you know, it, it, it's like, you remember that, uh, you remember that Billy Joel song, uh, Piano Man? Only the Good Day Young. No, yeah, no, Piano, Piano Man. Man. Yeah. Do you remember the guy who was a real estate novelist? Paul? No, you remember the song this guy is a real estate novelist? Yeah, and Paul is a real estate novelist. Oh, yeah. Okay, Paul. So Paul's really? probably like, you know, he, he probably writes uh, little uh, things about buildings and, you know, things on sale in the, in the, in the community. And this guy's probably not very exciting. So when he gets, you know, when WWE is selling a building downtown, he gets to put some kind of wrestling reference in there, and it probably makes his day. Okay. okay. You know, it probably makes him feel, you know, he gets a little chuckle out of it. The readers of Forbes probably get a little tickle, and uh, everyone goes on their merry way. So, yeah, you know, to us it seems lame, but, you know, when your whole life is writing real estate novels, Paul's, Paul needs to have a little, little something. And this is just his something. In. Just in, confirmed. It is Paul. Um, he never had You're time right, for Paul. a wife, if you recall. Paul is a real estate novelist who and never Paul, had time for a wife. He was speaking He's with a fellow. He's quick with a joke. A David is who he was speaking oh, with. Oh, who's in the he, Navy. Davy, who's still in the Navy, and he probably, and probably will, be will be for life. Yeah. There you go. Huh. You know that's the story that real life experiences as a lounge musician in Los Angeles from 1972 to 73, which he had decided to pursue in an effort to escape his contracted New York based record company at the time. Yeah. There you go. I, uh, 
it's a very realistic song. I mean, I as a karaoke host, I I can relate to it. Okay, there there you have it. Hmm. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Pam, for checking in. That was very nice. Yeah, that was great, Pam. Uh, she checked out. She checked in, she and then she checked, checked out. In, checked out. Yep. Remember what we it was last week? What's that, Clark? Oh, her, brother Pam, her brother could kick your ass. Yeah, I know. That's why I've been, I'm sucking up over here. <laughs> I don't want any trouble. I'm a simple man. Two squares in my frying pan. Good song. No, oh, great song. Man, I don't feel... You hung over? Do you get hung over? You said you were drunk last night. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't feel great today. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I drank a lot of orange juice, like a chugged orange juice. Probably to make some eggs and bacon, have like a nice breakfast here uh, once we're okay. done. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't feel great. But I, 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 I don't get a lot of uh, hangovers and day issues. I mean, I think I could fall asleep at any moment. To be honest, I am going to go to sleep early tonight, early to rise, early in the sack. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I had I had a good weekend. I had a good Super Bowl Sunday. I watched football. Now how was it? You have like uh, fifteen kids over there. Or what was the What was the deal? The kids were in in the other room watching. Uh, the kids were in the other room watching Frozen, for the most part. But uh, yeah, we had kids. They came out for the uh, Super Time half. They, they they were dancing to the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh-huh. Did yeah. you guys have any uh, uh cheese dips or um were there any uh, refreshments? Uh yeah, uh, there were wings made by the neighbor. Uh wings and uh and, and sliders. Uh then somebody brought a stromboli that was phenomenal. In fact, I'm probably going to eat some of that after the show here tonight. Um yeah, that sounds good. I haven't been able to eat what? much today. I did go to the shed aquarium. I uh I dropped somebody off, uh, my sister. I dropped her off at, uh, this morning, the girls and I dropped her off at Trump Tower uh, for a conference she had, and then we went to the Shed Aquarium on a free day. Oh. So, I got my 10K steps in already today, Al. Well, you got the one kid, the one kid doesn't know what's going on at the uh, fish tanks. The other oh, one, uh, actually, she yeah, the, the little one, even, like, at 15, 16 months, no, almost 17 months, I think. Uh, I mean, the colors, uh, the, the different fish, just like loving it, loving it. And then the three-year-old, the almost three-year-old, she's having a blast. Just baby shark, you know, she saw the whales, dolphin tail. Awesome. It was great. I went there with, uh, I went there with the other uh, house moms, and it was awesome. There were, there were two other moms there and me and my kids and their kids, and it was great. Well, if you ever want to go... If you ever want to go with, with, with me, I would love to go with the kids and go to the, the museum or the uh, uh, shed aquarium or any of those. I'd be I'd be down. Would you really? Yeah, absolutely. I love that kind of stuff. And now, now you know I could have a reason to go. I'm going with the gals again on uh, next Monday is another free day, but we we got to get there right at 9 a.m. when when they're not as busy. That's the goal. Oh, yeah. perfect time for kids actually. So. <laughs> yeah, you can park on Solidarity Drive for like six bucks, three hours. 
and then uh, they're, they're free. It's free days right now for Illinois residents. So cool. Um, well, maybe, maybe in the summer. You know, maybe we can do something a little later. What show were you telling me about the other day that that, that I should watch on you or no on Netflix? Actually, you said it wasn't very good. I believe that you were. Yeah, I'm saying uh, it's a not watch unless you got nothing to do. It's called okay. The Voyeur. So it's an hour and a half documentary. So it's not like one of these twelve part, you know, uh, seventeen hour okay. deals. But it's about a dude who he he's a. Uh, He's a peeping Tom, you know what I mean? He likes uh, the raincoats and uh, uh, whacking himself while he's staring at people through windows. And, uh, you know, one day he's like... They they wear raincoats? Peeping Toms wear raincoats? Yeah, I think they do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they don't wear anything underneath because they get easier access to their uh, Tom. So he's a prevert. Yes, he's a pervert. And, uh, but he, he's like, you know, uh, this is, uh, I want to make experiments. And now this is before reality television. This is before you had the big brother and the, uh, uh survivors and all that. So he's like, I want to make my own reality show. So he, he buys a hotel in Denver or not Denver, but, um, somewhere in Colorado, I think, uh, Aurora. And, uh, he, he, it's an A-framed hotel. So he takes the ceiling and he builds like a walkway above all the uh, uh, rooms, and he has these vents, and you could see, he could see through them, but they can't see back. So he builds all these vents in these rooms, and he takes a little notebook, and every night he goes up there and he documents what everyone's doing. You know, whether they're banging, or, you know, they're uh, watching TV, or they're fighting, or well, threesome, or whatever the case. And, he, and then, you know, he gets his jollies off. Well, there's this reporter, uh, his name is Gay. Uh, so Gay uh, writes a book about sex in like the '80s. That's really popular. Like he's on Donahue, mm-hmm. and uh, so Gay uh, gets a letter from this cat, being like, "Hey, you know, I like to whack it over uh, the hotel room, and uh, I got this place. Come see." So Gay goes, and uh, Gay goes up there, and he looks down, and he, he sees it, and his, his tie almost. Uh, Hits a lady's head because he's peering over, uh, and she's giving, uh, you know, she's uh, performing an act, and uh, you know the the other guy, the perverted guy, picks him up, and makes sure his tie doesn't hit her, and uh, huh. you know he documents this whole thing, and this is like uh, the 80s, but but uh, Gay asks the pervert like, hey, is it all right if we write about this? This is interesting, and the guy's like, well, you can't use my name, and uh, you know because I can get arrested here, and this right. isn't good. And uh, Gay's like, well, I can't do a story unless, you know, we, we, we know who, who it is. So he puts right. it in his uh, – Gay is very um, detailed. Like he has a cabinet full of every story he's ever covered. He follows up cases. Like he's, he's like one of the great journalists of our time. Uh-huh. Uh, gay gay Tversi or something. Uh, gay uh, – let me look it up here. Now, huh. I also learned that, it, you know, you could pull off the name Gay – if you're like an 80-year-old uh, uh, Italian journalist, like it works for him. Yeah. The voyeur. Okay. Let's see. Absolutely. Uh, so, why is this so hard to find? Damn it. It's tough. What are you? Uh, you're looking up voyeur, the the guy. 
Yeah, I'm probably spelling voyeur wrong. It's probably what's going on here. Ah, oh, Jesus. So, anyways, uh, now it's like now. So, V-O-Y-E-U-R. Yeah, there we go. V-O-Y. Talese. V-O-Y-E-U-R. Yes. yes. Gay, gay Talese. That's him. So, uh, this Gay Talese... Uh, he, he he it's now now you know so he's working for vanity fair i believe and uh uh he's like hey i got this story of this guy gerald foos who uh likes to whack it while uh watching people have sex and he, he had a whole uh thing and he documented like 10 years uh, of this stuff and it really is a uh it, it look inside you know bedrooms and uh you know mm-hmm. kind of the american psyche and they're like, yeah, it's gonna be a good story. And uh, so now, now the guy uh, Gary Foos, the voyeur, is really, or Gerald Foos, is ready to kind of uh, out himself as such. And uh, so they write, they, they write, he writes a book, an article, and and then there's some controversy at the end. So you know, it, okay. It, well, maybe I'll put it on. Maybe I won't. It sounds like that's uh, your review of it. Exactly. You don't have to see it. It's not like. It's not really that good, but it's not really that bad either. Yeah, yeah, good. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. Well. Well. All right. Well, this is the Hangover Show of uh, Larcher and Lawrence and Live at the Attic. Absolutely. I'm glad you're all right, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're all right. Glad you made it. Happened in Patrick's foyer. Foyer. Almost. Yeah, yeah. That would have been. That would have been embarrassing. Because it was to the point where, like, if somebody, when I was down, if somebody were to walk by, they probably would have called an ambulance at that point. You well, know? Cause like, hey, are you okay, buddy? And, and hopefully you would have woken up. Right. You know? yeah. But there was a point where I was dizzy, and I was I was to the point where I was going to pass out. You know, like, I was, I, I've, I've passed out a few times in my life, uh, usually from lack of food, which is why I think I'm fat. I think like uh, is a defense mechanism. I always make sure I have food in me because uh, when I when I'm really when I'm starving, I pass out. It just ha- or if I get hit pricked with a needle, <coughs> I, mean, I know the feeling. I start overheating. I start like getting wobbly and not listening to anybody who's talking, and like I know the feeling, and that's the feeling I was well, going through. And there was a point when I was laying there like. You know, and this always happens when you're too fucked up. Like, am I just fucked up or am I having a heart attack right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure, you know? I'm like pretty sure. Right, and that's what I was leaning towards. I was like, oh, I I know I'm, like, this is what's happening, but, man, I don't know. I don't feel right. So, uh, anyways, yeah, I'm glad you're okay as well. Yeah, we'll probably. Uh, I mean, you, is there anything else left to say, or uh, you, no, you man, want... I, I, I think we've said it all. We can head to bed. You can start your morning off with your bacon and eggs and all of that. I'm gonna go have a leftover stromboli. Enjoy your stromboli, and uh, you know, go listen to some Poppy. Clark, I want a full review of Poppy next week. All right, I want you to okay. throw around in the car. Tell me what you think. Poppy, tell, tell me if I'm crazy. P-O-P-P-Y, Poppy. P-O-P-P-Y. There's the artist. I disagree. 
Uh, they're perfect. I disagree with the way that you want to pleasure me. I disagree. Is that it? That's Poppy, yeah. There we go. All right, I'm going to listen to it. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the suggestion. Listen to Poppy. Do or don't watch Voyeur. All right. Well, let's roll. All right, well, All ladies right. and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is the Hangover Edition of the Larcher and Lawrenson live at the Sports Attic post Super Bowl show, where more Americans call off than any other day of the year. And Clark even tried calling off tonight. So you know, we we've all been there. We're with you. We feel you. And until next time, we're saying so long. Have a good night, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.